morning, good afternoon, and good evening. My name is Sir Meerkat, and welcome back to the Moto Meerkat channel, and welcome to another episode of the Chatterbox podcast. Now, in last week's episode, we heard from a legend of the British Touring Car Championship, Matt Neal. He talked us through his feud with Jason Plato, and even including that famous clip of him threatening to rip Jason's head off. It was pretty funny. I would definitely advise that you go and listen or watch that podcast, but of course, only after this episode, because today we have another legend on. This one, sadly not racing the BTCC, but does some epic things too, and not quite as old as Matt Neal either. He works with uh, Veloce Esports as their content manager. Please welcome Hayden Gullis. How are you doing today, mate? And I hope I pronounced your last name right. Yes, perfect. Uh, apart from calling me a legend at the start, you really oversold me there. <laughs> but, um, I'm, I'm excited to be on today. It's been an absolute pleasure that you've, you've asked me to come on, so I'm excited, man. Mate, anytime. I'm super happy to have you. I just kind of wanted to have a chat with you anyway. I don't really care about the podcast. It's great. Fantastic to have you on. And don't undersell yourself, mate. You're definitely a legend in the F1 scene. I'm going to say later on when we get onto the fan questions, it's the most fan questions I've ever had submitted, mate. So... Okay, that that is right. surprising. That is surprising. You're clearly okay, doing awesome. something right. Right, the head's yeah. got bigger now. <laughs> <laughs> Can't see it. It's off screen now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but mate, it's a pleasure, a pleasure to chat with you. Obviously, still not in person, sadly, but it does look like we're kind of getting out of this stay-at-home business mm -hmm. relatively soon. So maybe something in person in future. But luckily, with kind of the testing that you're able to do, you have still been able to do some filming at the Veloce HQ. I saw on your story, and I think it was a couple other people's as well, that you were filming with like Tomo, Aldas, yes, Matt, yeah. Amos the other yeah. day. But what we all want to know is, I think it was on Aldas' story. Who won the table tennis game between you and Tomo? <laughs> uh, I don't think we actually kept score, to be fair. I think uh, when it comes to the three of us, so so the thing that we're building with Veloce now is the three of us are like the figureheads now when it comes to content. It's so like we're going to be the last staple three. Um, right. Aldas is definitely the best when it comes to table tennis. He came in first time okay. a bit sort of slow, and then within five minutes he's whipping out these quick serves. I'm just like, <laughs> what on earth is going on? So competitive. Um and then me and Tomo were just sort of like relaxed. Like we both know we're not that good. So we're just like hitting it back to each other, just trying to get some rallies going. Uh, but we'll just say we'll just say I beat Tomo. You know, we just okay. say, he he might disagree with that, but you know, he's not here to argue. So I mean to be fair, I, I did ask him on text before this, and he, he did say the same as you to be I thought he'd be like, no, I definitely won. But no, he did say we were just rallying to be fair, man. But I'm the dark king, says Tomo. Oh, okay. So, so maybe he's hustling us this whole time. Exactly. He's exactly. waiting for the wager, and then he's going to come and spank us. <laughs> I'm sure you'd love that, mate. Um, <laughs> and also, I also wanted to ask you, I've seen on loads of people's stories recently as well, how is Matt Amos's new sim? It looks epic. Uh, so that's not actually his new sim. What? Uh, is it a, a Veloce? <laughs> yeah, so we've always had that. So when I joined I back in 2018, that was like the first thing that I, I, I went into, the first thing I was directed to when I had my little tour. Right. Um I we've thought it looked a bit professional sort of, for his house. Yeah, it's we've had it for so long. It's so cool. It's like this full 260 degree view, free projectors, um, like direct drive wheel. It's now, oh we've God. upgraded it compared to the last one. It now blows air into your face the faster you go. That's which sick. Is, <laughs> I don't know if it's a bit too much or, but it is cool. Like the faster you go, I suppose awesome. it's good for ventilation because it can get very sweaty in there. Um, but yeah, we've had that for, for so long. Matt's just been a... Uh, Getting everybody on his story recently, just showing yeah. it off. But it's yeah, such an awesome piece his. of kit. Yeah, that's why I thought it is, but it's, it's yeah, a very cool thing to have. I need to have a goal on that thing. Are you any good at iRacing? Would you back yourself? Uh, 
I do actually bat, obviously not like to esports level, but like at a good level. Um, and I've done it so many times on that sim, like it has eye racing, you can drive online. Um, I used to live in the old office, so I used to be on that sim like pretty much every evening, right? Uh, playing eye racing and stuff like that. And I even did the 24 hours of Le Mans, I tried to attempt that by myself on that sim as well. <laughs> uh, got, got about what? 10 hours in. <laughs> Why? Why did you do that? Uh, I'm a bit mental sometimes, and I just like to death. put myself through 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 bad things, you know. Why not? Uh, just thought I'd give it a go, idea. see if I could do it, because the sim's quite a cool thing. We made a bit of content around it, uh, but yeah, got to ten hours. the The game broke my car because I I was live on the stream, and I think chat told me to turn off the engine. I don't know whether that was a good thing or a bad thing, right. but then the car blew up when I came back to it after like a little break. Ah. Um, which is probably a good thing, to be fair, because I was in a lot of pain. <laughs> it gave you a good excuse to stop, I guess. Yeah, so exactly. Quite lucky. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, definitely don't try that again in the future, mate. That's just that's just idiotic, I'm afraid. Well, that's, that I was mean, just silly. Be... I went on this sim. I've got a smaller version. It's not as strong. Okay. And I did the 24 hours of Daytona recently, all by myself. And I managed to complete that one. So because I didn't do Le Mans last year, I'm quite tempted to do it again. Oh my but god, we'll you absolute mad lad. Absolute <laughs> mad lad. Leave it in the comments if you're wanting to see Hayden do 24 hours a month by himself again. <laughs> Jesus Christ, I'll definitely tune in for, well, yes. not 24 hours, but maybe some of it. <laughs> but yeah, we're... we're in a chat. Yeah, exactly, yeah. I'll jump in and say hi at like 12 hours yeah. and just laugh at you. <laughs> but yeah, we're getting slightly ahead of ourselves. Let's cast our minds a little bit back before you even got into content creation, Veloce, and all that stuff. So when you were just a wee baby Hayden, <laughs> how was life growing up for you? How did you find kind of school was growing up an overall good or bad experience? Baby Hayden. Um I, I think I had a good childhood to be fair. I, I'm, you know, I, I look back, especially now I'm 24. I'm not like old, but you're in an adult life now and you look back and you're like, God, I wish I, wish I was a kid again. It was so easy. Yeah. It was so much fun. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, it was a good childhood. Grew up on the South Coast, just sort of between um Portsmouth and Brighton um okay. so very close to the beach uh and just a really sort of good area good sort of schools good friends um just the typical I suppose a typical English boy you know just playing football was sort of the main thing that I did then you're in school and the the main the main problem that you had going into school every day was who is bringing the football today like has anyone got a ball for lunch that was the main thing that you were asking um but yeah, not really too much to sort of... I didn't really do anything outlandish. No go-karting growing up. And I didn't really get into it because... Um, yeah, there wasn't really a budget for it. I wasn't really the first... Like, football's easy, you know. You just buy a pair of boots and you can go out and play football. Like, That's true. It's, it's quite easy easy to do. Whereas go-karts, you've got to buy a lot more. But when we went on holidays, we used to go on holidays to, to France, to the south of France. Um, we used to go go-karting there and I was absolutely terrible. Things have changed a lot since then, but I was absolutely terrible. I once, yeah, they, no, they have. They, they definitely <laughs> have. I need to prove myself in a video, but um, they definitely to. have. Yeah, uh, I was going to ask you whether you've done any karting growing up. That's sad, mate. But yeah, the holiday karting is always the best. Because I was going to say, always, yeah. If, I was going to say, if you've got some more experience now, like I, wa I want to see like a Veloce team at the WTF one twenty four hours or something like that. I want to see you heading it, mate. Yeah, that's something that we, to be fair, we are thinking of of wanting to do for sure. Um, but yeah, it was so bad at karting when I was a kid. Uh, I jumped in a car and I, I did crash it a few times to the point that there was a guy, and I guess this was the owner, 
and he, he it was he was in French, so I didn't really know what he was saying, but he was sort of speaking like broken English and was yeah. just basically along the lines of don't ever come here again. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> so to be honest, that did put me off karting for quite a long time, Aww. if I'm completely honest. Uh, oh, poor so baby Hayden. Get, yeah, no. Aww. Poor little seven-year-old Hayden just getting told you're terrible and never drive a go-kart again. The French man just absolutely smashing your dreams. What Where horrible, are you now, French man? I proved bloke. you wrong. <laughs> <laughs> never thought you'd be a mo- motorsport content creator, did he? Exactly. Well, you proved him wrong. Exactly. <laughs> so, yeah, you didn't actually do any proper karting say as a kid yeah but was it as a kid where you got into motorsports was it like your parents got you into it or how did that kind of come about yeah for sure um uh i don't know why i've said for sure typical nico rosberg there <laughs> yeah for sure um my my mum was into f1 she likes to remind me that she was the one who got my dad into it um because i always remember my dad being the one on the sofa but it's because sundays mum would be making dinner so that's why i sort of don't really remember mum watching it so much but i'd always i didn't really have the patience to watch formula one as a kid i was always very active and wanting to do something um so i never really could sit down but i always like when i was outside i'd pop back in and i was a schumacher fan i mean who wasn't at that age exactly growing up in the early 2000s and you didn't really know a lot about formula one you knew who michael schumacher was so i'd always pop in i'd be like is schumacher winning I think I remember for one Christmas, I just got this basic red jumpsuit, like uh, racing suit, like cheap as you like, but, you know, pretend that I was Michael Schumacher, you know, in the garden in those little, little cars where you push with your feet, you know. Oh, yes. Um, So, yeah, that was sort of my my initial um, getting into motorsport. And it was only ever F1, uh, in all honesty. And, you know, then getting into gaming um having a playstation one and i think the first racing game i remember playing was gran turismo and i was never any good at it i remember me and my brother were like we're okay but not amazing at it we got to Mm -hmm. a point there was one circuit where we'd start we could wall ride so easily on that game so we just like we couldn't take a corner so i was like what if i try this and just hold it all the way around the outside i was like well that works um I mean, uh, getting the best line. So yeah, exactly. Outside the I box. Mean, you know, it was the quickest way through it. It worked. Job done. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah, I was going to ask you about that about sim racing because yeah, if you didn't do too much karting, we know now that you're a pretty handy sim racer. And I was going to ask kind of how you got into that. Gran Turismo, definitely a great game to initially yes. get into. Was there a standout game in your childhood, like a racing game that you absolutely sweated? Yeah. So for, for me, it's a, it's a big jump. Um, I, I played a few sort of F1 games in the past, but never really like properly got into them. Uh, and it was actually F1 2009 on the Wii. What a game. What? What, what a game. Such a good game. That's the one that properly got me into it. Because, you know, you, you play, playing a lot of Mario Kart, and I think that's when I properly got into F1 as well. Because, you know, yeah. Lewis Hamilton sort of got me back into it when he was challenging in 2007. I watched that final race where he didn't win it. And then I watched the final race in 2008. Uh, and then sort of loosely followed it. Actually, I started watching, I think, the first four races at the start of 2009, and that's sort of where now, I would say, started me being a Button fan, was from that season when I properly got into it. Uh, So, yeah, so playing F1 2009 was, like, sort of, like, the the game I sweated the most first, and then F1 2010 came out, and then since then I was hooked. Like, I can't believe you sweated 2009 on the Wii. You've got to get through the career but, mode, you know. <laughs> like, get all the challenge. I think if I went back on that game, I've got pretty much every challenge ticked off on there. 
Like, oh I, I mean, God. when I sweated it, I sweated it. <laughs> I remember some uh, mates bought that game for me for my birthday, and I maybe played it for like 20 minutes, and I was like, this is shit. Like, this sucks. <laughs> <laughs> what did you play on? I, I had the proper, I because it came with like an F1 style yeah wheel. i had that it slide, the little yes. f1 wheel yeah yes, yes. i always i remember i didn't play that f1 game too much but when we used to play mario kart i would always use the f1 wheel because i was definitely yes. faster with it yeah love that <laughs> to be honest I, I played it back recently when i did my own videos uh, i think about three years ago maybe uh, for a series and uh, going back to it now I, I realized how terrible it was yeah. like you just drift through every corner <laughs> but back then I had a lot of fun playing it to be fair yeah no to be fair it's it's just the uh the fun factor it's just an absolute shit show what a game I love it but I'm surprised <laughs> you didn't get into um my one was F1 2006 championship edition have you played that I do you know what I actually haven't I never got oh, that game mate. I never because when it came to I can't remember what sort of games I was into on PlayStation um trying to go through i think it was more fifa because it was very much football i went through Fair a stage enough. when i was a younger kid uh, i was into sort of you know make-believe playing and then you know right. pop in and see oh how schumacher doing and then i got into football and then that was basically all i was into and right. then come 2009 then i was like back into motorsport and i think around 2011 2012 it sort of switched more it's like i'm more of an f1 fan than i am a football fan um, gotcha. Do you still like football nowadays? Do you still follow it? Oh yeah, I still love football. I still play it. Um, I mean, when I can at the moment, I know we're sort of locked in, but we're yeah. starting to get back into it. But I absolutely love playing it. Watching it, I'm not a fan unless it's um, England or I'm at my team's game. If you're if you're at the stadium, it's brilliant because the atmosphere is True. great. But watching on, yeah. football, on football on TV for me is just boring which is weird as an f1 yep. fan where there's another sport where nothing happens for quite a long time <laughs> this but is true with f1 you can think about it you can think about what's going on you can mm -hmm. think about strategies and think oh maybe they're going to do this or maybe they're going to do that whereas f1 you can't just go oh he's going to maybe do this skill at this point and score like it doesn't work like that you don't think like that so yeah um yeah probably more of an f1 fan now yeah, no, that's uh, fair enough. Yeah, I'm just, I just am not into football at all. So <laughs> I just, but I find that that's quite more enjoyable because I can enjoy the watching of the game. So if I go to like a game with my mate, I just support the team that they're supporting. I can still have fun. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, yeah. Oh, for me, I only ever watch him is England playing. I'm so excited. This year we've got the Pretty World Cup the same, yeah, and yeah. the Euros. Yes. It's going to be yeah. epic. I can't wait yeah. for that. The pubs are going to go insane <laughs> throughout all of those. It's going to be awesome. It's going to be yeah. absolutely crazy. Yeah, it's, it's going to be epic. It's going to be epic. So yeah, we move kind of through your childhood. Got into sim racing and that. I moved through school. Had an overall good childhood, you say. Did you end up going to university or did you skip out uni? I didn't. Um, you didn't go to uni? For me, I was quite lazy. To be honest, with me when it comes to education, <laughs> when, it, when it comes to education for me, I was always, and I don't want to like be bigging myself up, but I was always really intelligent in primary school. Like in, oh, yeah. in maths, I was always like one of the best and science, I was always one of the best. English, absolutely terrible i can't read or write i'm terrible i mean i can but it's it's awful anyone who sees my tweets there's always a spelling mistake or grammar mistake grammar please don't come at me um but the other two subjects i was always so good in primary school and then up until year nine because that's the sort of stage where you can sort of fluke it you don't have to do your homework you don't have to do any studying outside and then as soon as you get to sort of gcse's you know if you want to get the top grades you have to put in the work but if you if you already sort of got a good baseline there like i did you can still sort of easily breeze through it. and i got through you know b's quite easy through a lot of my gcse's nice. and then it came to a levels and oh my days yeah. was that an awakening <laughs> jeez first year was just like oh fails 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 just because i just didn't do any work 
yeah. then even in even even throughout, even though I was just like, nah, I've learned I've learned from my mistakes, I need to do it. I just I'm never that person who can just sort of sit down and work. I'm very energetic. I have to be doing something. If I yep. if I'm sitting down for too long, I get really fidgety and I'm just like I can't do this anymore and like my legs start shaking. Even when I was editing videos, that's how I was. So yep, I made the, the choice after college. So I did three years of college because I failed the first year and I went into the third. I got, I got through it. It was I passed it. I didn't get great grades, nice. but I got like the E's and the D's that you need to pass A levels. So I, was like, you, I can still say still I've got proud. my A levels. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and I made that choice from then that I was going to go and do huh. content creation because I was like I enjoy watching a lot of YouTube. I'd always watched people from maybe about 2013 2012 game and i was just like this is something i want to try and get myself into uh, okay. as a kid probably one of the jobs that i always wanted to do was be an actor uh which oh. never came through because i was the one thing i probably say about my childhood that i look back on and i regret is that i thought too much of what people thought of me i didn't want to stand out i didn't yep. want to be picked on for doing yep. something different so i'd never do any sort of drama or uh acting um classes or or clubs outside of school i just did the norm football because that was the cool thing to do you know that was yeah. the thing that would allow you to sort of sail through without being being picked on or anything like that so never really got into acting unfortunately but then i saw myself as just like what about presenting you know that's something that i could potentially do um yeah. and you know compared to how i am now uh back in college and school i was so shy i was so quiet you know i was like like i say i just sort of breeze through you know, just try to keep to myself. And uh, and I suppose doing content creation after that was sort of a way for me to be like, do you know what, maybe let's, I can do this. I can be this loud spoken person. Yeah. Um, but but yeah, that's, that's, that's the main reason why I didn't go to university because I just wasn't good in terms of studying hard and, and working for, for that. Plus I didn't really know what I wanted to do either. Like yeah. there were so many different things like through college. Like at first it was like, maybe be a PE teacher because I like doing sports. And it was like, oh, I'll be a football coach. So I did my football coach um, uh, or I did like a higher sports coaching award thing right. in college. And then it was like, ah, oh, do you know what? I really like F1. Why don't I try to be an engineer, you know? So I'm like, all right, I've got maths. I already do maths, which I don't know what my mum forced me to do, which I didn't want to do. But, you know, I've got maths as, a, as an A-level, I suppose. Uh, nice. But I didn't do physics. So I was like, okay, I'd have to go into like mm. a... A start, I don't know what it's called, but it's like a pre-university um, like foundation year. Yes, Is that it? yeah, yes, yes. So I'd have to go and do that. Um, but when it came to it, in, in all honesty, I won't lie to you. Um, I was really lazy about, about writing my um, what's it called when you apply to a uni, like, not a Ooh. resume or a CV. It's uh, yeah. Oh God, I can't remember <laughs> on the spot. Yeah, I'm, I'm, but yeah, I'm I, well, I, I was really lazy when it came to writing that. So when it came to the right. deadline of writing that, I was like, I have not done that. Do you know what? I'm not going to uni. I've decided now. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Education just clearly wasn't the one for you, mate. Just clearly no, not no. meshing well with uh, with that system. That's fair enough. I mean, I can tell you, mate, that A levels were. I agree with you. Horrendously hard. Uni was so much easier. <laughs> than A-levels, oh, mate. Man. So, I'm just like, you, you missed out there, mate, I'm afraid. But yeah, you've chosen a great path and then you've done very well from from what you have gotten into. And mm -hmm. it literally, it just sounded like, apart from the football coaching, you basically just described me, but I'm about three years behind you <laughs> currently. So, <Yeah. laughs> hopefully uh, I come out of this uh, okay as well. But yeah. yeah, so you, 
got into content creation. I was going to, it was literally leading straight onto my next <laughs> point. I was going to ask all about that, of how you kind of got into it. Did you do any while you were still at school or was it very cut off between education no. and then you got into content creation afterwards? Yeah, nothing when I was at school. Again, I think it was just because, um, one, uh, my parents would would definitely not let me. They were Fair just enough. like, no, get on with your A-levels. Like, if I yeah. hadn't done any work, it got to a point where it was like, even, even in college level, you know, I'm... I'm 18 at this point. It's like, no, we're taking away your Xbox. Like, you're not doing that. Like, you got to get on with it. Um, yeah. I mean, I don't think it ever happened, but the threats were there. <laughs> oh, um, So I, I don't think they would have been happy if I started getting into content creation, like, during college. And I, I never really had the, the eye for it when I was in school before then. Um, so never sort of interested. But leading out of college for, like, the last six months of being in college i was like i knew what i wanted to do as soon as i, I bought equipment like because i was working part-time at tesco at the time um so i'd oh, use wow. that money and i'd be yeah exactly you know <laughs> throwing it about uh on all of my equipment that i was gonna get like i looked up what do i need microphone uh capture card because it was mainly gaming stuff that i was doing uh racing wheel as well because i really wanted to get into using that um and just sort of used all that money whilst I was in college to be like, yeah, spend, spend, spend. And then as soon as college finished, it's like, right, I'm going to start making videos. And I didn't make a video for about maybe three months because I didn't pick up the confidence to do it. But we got there. We did it. Was it confidence there, or was yeah. it more laziness? Uh, it was, it was definitely confidence. It was definitely confidence. Because okay. um, uh, I have uh, four siblings. One of them had moved out by that point. Okay. Um, one of them was still living there and one was at uni. So when they were back, especially as I'd finished college, so my brother would have been back for the summer. Yeah. Um, everyone's in the house and you're always mm -hmm. thinking, I don't know whether you started and you have siblings or you have family that was always about at home. Yeah. You're always thinking before you start a video, especially when you first start, you can hear people moving and you're just like, oh, that's too loud. As they're gonna, the viewers are going to hear that. I can't record. And you sort of make excuses for yourself. Right. Uh, but then also like, when you're actually recording and you mess up an intro and it bugs me so much that this this got to me but it, it they got to me so well that whenever i'd mess up an intro as soon as i'd finished the video and i'd come out my room my brother or my sister would just literally keep on saying because like the intro is always where you mess up and they would just repeat oh, that over and over again like take the piss oh. i was like damn it so uh yeah it was definitely confidence for the first three months of sort of getting into it and i, I go back and i look at that first video and it's absolutely terrible <laughs> like i sound like i'm so monotone yep. i hate my life right now um but the thing is and i'll say this to anyone who is watching who's thinking about getting into it you've just got to start it you're going to be exactly. absolutely terrible when you start like honestly yeah. you will be terrible no one is going to get into this and be amazing but you know you will always improve with every single video that you do exactly. so it's worth getting into it if it's something you want to do exactly and, and don't, have, getting into um, it. don't have siblings that are dickheads as well that yeah helps. yeah exactly <laughs> exactly <laughs> but yeah no, I, I definitely agree with you about the um yeah confidence aspect of stuff yeah even when like when i started the moto meerkat channel it would have been my like fourth channel and i've been making videos for years previously and yeah i still look back to those first moto meerkat videos and going <laughs> oh my god that was so bad yeah so yeah. you're always improving no matter exactly. even if you've done it for years you're still getting better and better and better so exactly yeah, just having that kind of confidence to to start and go for it and try not to think about how everyone in the house can hear you <laughs> yes. Uh, <laughs> yes yeah it's it's still annoying to this day and, and to be fair that's where i've sort of got a bit better in real life mm -hmm. um filming is you take that, it's the same element. Because, you know, instead of hearing sounds, it's you're seeing people around. Even though those people, you'll never see again. 
and yeah. they're literally probably not even looking at you but in your back of your head you're just like everyone's watching what are they thinking mm -hmm. and it's just one of those things yeah that's something i haven't done yet something i don't have an experience with, with yet it's like filming on sound stages which you've done now mm -hmm. that uh, you were just saying that i'm sure that can be quite um like difficult quite like oh my god everyone is looking at me everyone is yeah thinking, but like you're there because you're good at it anyway so just have the confidence and go for it so yeah, cheers, cheers, yeah, exactly exactly <laughs> no but Hayden you're always great mate you're always fantastic oh, <laughs> no way to my heart <laughs> <laughs> but yeah so you've you've been able to do all this kind of soundstage stuff obviously through Veloce can you talk us through sort of from when you started creating content on your own to then how the deal with working for Veloce came yeah. about can you talk us through that kind of timeline yeah sure so there's quite a lot of moving factors in all fairness to, to building up to to the Veloce uh, start. Um, I, I've literally like got I all say, day, mate. I've literally got all day. Uh, <laughs> so, so yeah, so I was working at Tesco. I worked there from maybe like first year of college, I think, mm -hmm. maybe second year of college, uh, when I was 16, worked in, worked in Tesco. Um, and that was basically, you know, that was my part-time job. That was how I could get the money to make the content and sort of get the equipment and stuff like that. That's, that's, that's why I was there. Hated it. Worst employee ever. Literally, I, I was on checkouts for a year. I looked like I was the most miserable person ever. Then managed <laughs> to get into electrical. Uh, and we had a little back room where no one else, unless you were part of electrical or clothing, could go. Because it was all the high-value stuff. So it was the lock-up. Right. So, you know, I don't need to worry. Because they're not going to fire me now. Because I don't work there anymore. But I would just go out there for so long in a day. And would just sit out there and do nothing. Like, if a new Netflix show came out, I'd just put it on my phone. I'd just sit there, chill, watch that. Future <laughs> employees better be listening to this. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> if you're at Tesco and you work on electrical, you could get away with murder. <laughs> <laughs> what a terrible influence um, you are. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I hated the job there. I won't lie, I hated it. But mate, I've it, done it, it, I've done tills and I've done online shopping yeah. for Tainsbury, so I exactly know what you're <laughs> what you're feeling. Retail is the worst, but it gets you money. Like it's a good exactly. job if you're in college or university, but you got to get out. Like to anyone who works there, if you if you're thinking about, I don't want to do this for the rest of my life. Honestly, the, get out. Like pursue your passion. Just do the, it. The people I see there that were like in their forties and look like death. I was like, oh my god, yeah. I'm studying yeah. for my degree. I'm working hard. <laughs> I don't want to be here, but I'm that old. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. So I was doing content creation at the same time. Uh, made, all just gaming. It was all just uh, F1, pretty much career mode and little challenges and stuff like that. And that was all through 2015, 2016. Uh, and then 2016, I think my second year of doing it, I think I've got up to just over 100 subscribers, maybe up to 200 when I was, and that's after a whole year of doing it. So I've had so many people now who just like, you know, I've been doing it three months. I've got like 400 subscribers. I'm like, that's sick. And you're still in school. Just keep going. Don't worry yeah. about it. Um, so I was like 200. That's great. And I didn't know any of the people that I know now. Like I was on my own. Like I didn't know anyone. So I reached out because I watched Arav's content um, and I watched Ben's content. They were the two people that I sort of watched. Um, so I reached out to Arav. I sent him an email and was just like, I'm pretty good at writing emails, to be fair. Like, it definitely st stood out. Uh, we'll come back to the emails later when we talk about Veloce 2. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I sent him an email. Um, but because Arav's quite a big big name, I was like, what's the chance that he's going to read his emails? So he also did videos with Tom and Callum. Mm -hmm. Now, I never really watched Callum's videos, but I basically sent him the same email that I wrote to Arav. Uh, 
and be like, you know, watch all your videos, you know, you know, would love to do a collab with you. So he checked out and he still gives me stickers to this day because he's just like, you're already here because I opened your email. And it is true. It is true. Um, but so, yeah, so he checked it out. And was just like He was actually just finished filming uh, the Pit Lane podcast that he used to do back then. Yeah. So he was still on a call with both Arab and Tom. It's just like, this guy's just sent me an email and I checked out my videos. Like, he's actually like pretty good for like how many subs he's got. So they both just gave me a shout out and it was just like that month just oh, went from like 200 up to 1,000. And like, I was just like, oh my God, this is insane. And people just wow. get really invested into my career. Mode. And this was a time when I was really working hard. Like I would put out a video every single day whilst having a part-time job. Jeez. Um, and I was wow. like, basically my goal for that 2016 game was Arav and Ben are going to get it early. I got to make sure that I smash it out as much as possible so I'm always on the same career mode episode as them because if I'm behind them no one's going to want to watch my content because they already know what's going to happen further in the career mode so I was just like I've just got to smash it out and I I did manage to do that and I think that's definitely what helped me in that month a lot of people got behind it Um, and then uh, 2017 was probably the the year that it sort of went downhill a bit but I'd been so grateful that I'd been able to uh, meet these people already. So we went to the 2017 Silverstone Grand Prix and I met Arav, I met Cal, I met Tom, I met Niran there as well. Um, so all of us sort of hung out at the Grand Prix with uh, other people in our group as well. Uh, so I'd met these people and it was like such a cool sort of surreal experience to go from like making content, watching these people and then, you know, you're, you're hanging out with them, which was really cool. It, to be fair, it didn't hit me too much at Silverstone, but I went to a house party of Arav's at Halloween uh, and he, obviously he opened the door because it was his house. And it was just that moment where he opened it and I'm just like, you're Arava, you're, you're Arava. Like, like, I didn't say that, but that was like a split second in my head. And I'm thinking like, I've met you before. Like, why am I thinking like this? Um, but yeah, it was just a sort of cool, cool experience. But um, yeah, 2017 was like a difficult year for me because I put so much hard work into videos. I was more quantity over quality, probably, uh, especially in 2017. And then it came to the career mode and I was like, I'm going to get this game early because I know a site that I can get it before the embargo lifts and uh, uh, Arav and, and Ben and all that lot are going to have to be delayed. So I should be ahead of them. And then this was the first year that Codemasters gave the game early and put the embargo thing so they could get it, start making a con- week before. So I was like, ah, oh, no, great. So I was trying desperately to try and catch up. And I was probably putting more effort into my videos, adding graphics into them, like trying to make it look like the real F1 graphics as much as possible uh, along the side and like the pit lane and everything yeah. like that. And I was putting in so much work that basically my schedule was, I would work at Tesco. So I was put, put it, doing more overtime and stuff like that to try and get more money. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was doing nine till six there. Uh, I'd come home at six. I'd make a video probably till like three o'clock in the morning. Uh, then I'd wake up, go to work at nine and I'd come back during my, take my whole hour and a half break. Uh, and I'd come back and I'd do the commentary and it just got to a point where I'd been doing this for like a good solid month where I just sat there about to do a commentary for Russia. And I just couldn't really, it just sounded horrendous. Like it was just awful commentary. And I just sat there and I was like, I can't do this anymore. Um, and then that's just sort of where it sort of went downhill on my own one. Just because right. I, I just put myself through too much. I, I, I burnt myself out. Burnout, yeah. Um, and I just was, it was more being desperate to try and achieve. That's why I sort of, instead of thinking like, I can make quality content. It's going to be like, oh, I've just got to do this, got to do this, got to do this, got to do mm-hmm. this. Because, you know, you have people in the comment section always just like, where's this video? Where's this video? 
yeah. and you feel like you 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 owe them something so that's why you're sort of putting out this content more yeah um and it was just then from the whole of 2017 2018 which is sort of a a weird year of trying to get back into it, taking breaks, trying to get back into it, but then flopping and then trying to get back into it again, trying new avenues. I did a video which was like more in real life. I was like, let's try and do in real life stuff, not F1. Um, and I mean, I can send you the video. I can send you the link to the unlisted video because you might enjoy it, to be fair. I it's definitely quite, will. It's quite cringy funny. Uh, okay. You can use various clips if you want. <laughs> um, uh, and it's just me be, like pretending to be someone to become a YouTube and going down the different avenues of that. So... Um, at one point I'm in my boxes jumping into a nettle bush so I'm sure you'll enjoy that one as well <laughs> this wasn't even like doing in real life motorsport stuff then it was just like just in real life just, just literally in real life random things you know, gotcha. every sort of genre of, of YouTube I try to tick it off in this yeah. one video yeah. um, and then it got to 2018 late 2018 and I was just in a stage where I was in Tesco I was hating my life there like I just didn't enjoy it and I, I was just like, I've got to get out because I had so much pressure on my parents that were like, you know, go be a manager. You can get all this money, you know, go, go do this. And I was just like, I don't enjoy being here. I don't want to do it. Um, so it just was like, right, I'm done. I, I don't want to do this anymore. And it was finally that moment that I was like, right, let's go and apply to things. And recently, Veloce had put out a video because uh, Arif had signed with them. And I didn't really know of them really anyway at that point. Um, I'd sort of seen them on Twitter but not really watched them or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they made a video called This Is Arab, so where they just basically went to his house, had a short little interview. And I was like, I watched it and I was like, the video's not that entertaining. Like, it's not that great. But it, to be fair, now looking back, it was just one guy that sort of run the whole show. And he was a freelancer wow. and he was in college at that point or just out of college. <laughs> so he was okay. like very new to it as well. Yeah. And I just basically said, look, I think you'd really benefit from a presenter because that's what I wanted to do. Uh, and they just came back to me and they were just like, we're not looking for a presenter, but we um, would love someone to sort of come over, take control of the channel and make it their own baby, like look after it. And I was like, well, I've had my own channel. I built it up from zero to 5,000 subscribers. So I have experience of building a channel and especially in this market, in this community, because they were gaming focused back then. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's that's basically how the Veloce, from, from content creation all the way up into joining Veloce, um, and, you know, one of those emails to, to one of the founders, Jamie McLaurin, that's how I got in there. If you want to get a job, honestly, per the bottom that you make a good cup of tea, because that's basically the way to catch the eye. Everyone loves tea, so apart from me, but everyone apart else loves tea, tea and coffee. So just um, say that you know how to make a good brew and they'll be happy. If you're applying um, to any job that isn't to do with Hayden, offer a cup yes, of tea. But if it's Hayden, exactly, exactly. what can we offer you instead of a cup of tea? Um, oh, well, that is a good, that is a good question. Ah, just uh, like a hot chocolate or, or a Nesquik, okay. honestly. Like, oh, okay. That's, that's, that's got me. That, I can know, respect the Nesquik. That's a good rock, choice. You rock up with a chocolate Nesquik. And a little chocolate Nesquik. Oh, I get it. I <laughs> yeah. like it. <laughs> so yeah, but, hey, that's super interesting story of how you moved through. You were saying earlier with school how lazy you were. Well, you clearly weren't lazy once you actually kind of got your, hmm. like the passion for something and wanted yeah. to go out and do it. You were working incredibly hard but yeah even to the point of where you're working a bit too hard and getting the <laughs> yes. burnout i know what that feels like and just feeling like oh what do i do like i want to do all this content but i at the same time yeah. couldn't think of anything worse to do right now so i fully get that but so you're now with veloce obviously proper bedded in with the team uh, a mainstay of the team i know your official title is 
content manager. What does that actually involve on like a day-to-day business? What do you do for them? So back when I started, I was the man who who ran the YouTube. That was me. I came up with the ideas. I sort out the shooting days. I sort out all the shoots, even the stuff for our partner teams of back then it was uh salba and it was uh fernando alonso racing team i'd sort out those shooting days and stuff like that and then uh isaac who was the only other person on the the content team was would rock up and we'd we'd shoot those videos together and uh yeah we go from there back then i was not you know i was not a presenter that was not my role it was not to be in the videos i was maybe a voice in the background doing the quizzes for the bigger content guys um and it came to about uh i think it was like an uh, an open lobby video that we, we we had a series called Fan Lobby Chaos, an open lobby video like that, and we, our our content creators, we just couldn't get enough of them like every week. So I was just like, well, we've got some stuff set up here. I'll jump on, I'll jump in it, you know. And that's basically nice. where it sort of started for me to sort of get myself in these videos, and it sort of nice. built up bigger and bigger from there. Mm-hmm. Um, in a day to day now, it's not as much because there's people above me. So I was the top person of the content, but now we have people, uh, three people in the content team that are are above me for sure uh can't think of my top of my head if there's any more but there probably are um so it's not as much uh sort of the planning but i still come up with a lot of the ideas like we've got a spreadsheet for a lot of ideas that we want to do with myself tomo and aldas mm-hmm. um and you know I've, I've i've come up with a lot of those those ideas putting those forward and sort of taking an idea and you know writing out as simply as we possibly can for anyone to understand and sort of then you know making it from just just an idea into something that could actually be be shot and filmed so that's basically what what my day-to-day and and sorting out the twitch at the moment that's basically what my day-to-day is gotcha uh, like the nurturer of ideas and yeah yeah when it comes to veloce in in the workplace everyone does everything like it's not it's weird that people have different roles because technically everyone does everything like Mm -hmm. you're in your different departments now back then we were all just one team it was like five of us that were working all towards or six of us working all towards one thing um whereas now you have different departments so you stay in your departments but you still basically like anyone can come over to you and be like oh can can you do this for me or or do you have any details about this and even though you're like that person will probably be best suited you still sort of help out you still get on with it and because we're all just like we're all we're all pretty good good tight-knit family as a company which is weird and cringy to say as a company as a family (laughs) but i see it more in in veloce than obviously i did like you go into retail and i don't know whether anyone said that when you were in retail like we're family and you're like you don't really like half the people because half the people don't like you either exactly whereas in veloce you know everyone is close together we've got such a cool office hub that it allows everyone to come together um and you can mix with everyone so it's pretty cool yeah, exactly. but yeah, that's basically my 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 day to day now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, with the retail. Yeah, I remember them saying that with a big family, but there was always like this massive group of women on the online oh, shopping yeah. who did it every night, and then I accidentally ran one of them over, not not oh, with a car, no. like with the <laughs> pushing trolley. Like it was really heavy, and I accidentally yeah, ran her over. Like I hit her really hard, yeah. and then that group of old ladies hated me for the next like two months. I was there, like give me proper dirty looks every time I went past them. So. Thank God you clarified that it wasn't with a car. It wasn't with a car. <laughs> I don't. I haven't killed a woman. Like, <laughs> put that out there. But yeah, clearly with the Veloce, mate, it's it's been super successful, and as you say, it's grown into all these different departments now. So clearly, largely down to you, mate, of its success. So um, massive congrats for you there. But I did say before we started the interview, 
that I had one question that was going to kind of okay, put you on the yeah. spot a little bit. I did want to ask, out of all the content creators that you've worked with so far, who has been the best and the worst to work with? Oh, right. Okay. <laughs> this is this is probably actually quite easy to answer. The okay. best to work with has got to be probably Arav. Arav is okay. such a hard worker. Uh, he, You message Arav and he will reply to you within an hour like you're gonna get a reply to Arif and he's always super down as long as it's not last minute because these guys make I mean for Arif he makes videos every single day so if you're like can you do this today he's probably gonna be like I'm working on my own videos sorry but if you're like mm -hmm. can you do this next week he will work around that so he's always been so good and when it comes to being on set as well he's always so good and he can just switch it on like he can just be nice and chilled and then for backseat driver for example he can be proper energetic and really passionate about a Formula One race, he can switch that on. Or if you're, we're just watching it like as friends, just chilled out. He can be that chilled out person as well. Like, so he's probably, I'd say, probably the best person I've, I've come across in the content team. Okay. Now the worst, right? <laughs> the worst is between. No, it's not between two. I was gonna say it's between Ben and Niran. Niran's bad because he doesn't reply. You get, you want right. a reply from Niran, you know, you're better off ordering from. A Chinese company on eBay because they will have better delivery times than Niran. Uh, <laughs> but that's the only one thing he's bad at because when it comes to content okay. creation, he's, he's he's always on time and he's he's always prepared. Benjamin Daly, right? Tiamat Marduk never replies. <laughs> he's terrible for replying and he is always late. But at least when he is there, he always does a great job. Ben is Ben nice. is a top content creator, but <laughs> he's so. Uh, unreliable but he's such a great lad i love him but you know ben you grind my gears you do nice. i like the all the shade the f1 community shade i'm liking it right now yeah tim amada needs to get his acting skill clearly needs he a new does, alarm clock does. i think that's a crit if you do a little secret santa video there you go there's the idea it's alarm got to clock the point somewhere where, on time where we tell him to get there half an hour earlier he's still late <laughs> he's not as late as he as he usually is <laughs> <laughs> I do that with some friends as well. I tell them the <laughs> earlier time because I know they're going to be late anyway. But yeah, also something you mentioned before we started the stream was what was the most interesting experience that you've had with a Formula One driver? You had a couple of interesting stories that you wanted to share. Yes. So we'll start off with the first one. I, I was, uh, so as Veloce, we, we have partner teams. One of them was our, uh, we were working with Fernando Alonso and his esports team uh, yeah. when they were going through their second year. So we were sort of running that behind the scenes and we had a little activation piece where we would take those esports drivers that they had, go over to his museum in Oviedo, which is uh, oh, such a long drive away. Such a cool place. Oh <coughs> but God, we had to so fly badly. to Madrid and then drive all the way to Oviedo and it, it, like in the heat as well, in a car Jeez. for about four hours. Horrible. But when you got there, it was, nice. so, it was so worth it. It was a really cool uh, experience to be in his so cool. uh, museum. It, it is a really cool place, and he's got like a karting track next door to it as well. Oh, um, didn't get to go in the karts. I was frustrated. Oh, he didn't get to go in the karts, so because uh, he was, uh, I think he was announcing his uh, academy team as well at the same time. Oh yeah. Uh, so they were doing all of that stuff, but he gotcha. was there, um, and I was doing an interview with him as well as Logitech because that was his uh, one of his main sponsors. Titus sponsors was wow. doing a an interview with him as well and their questions were like proper really really serious like really serious questions you know those sort of bog standard questions you ask and the f1 driver is going to give give you a bog standard answer yeah, boring um yeah exactly uh and then a uh, our questions were just basically from our esports drivers we told them to like ask one one question from all of them and also jamie chadwick because she was part of that esports team at the time as well right um 
so yeah, all of those were solved, and then I'd ask them to Alonso. Uh, and then I had one question that I wanted to get in at the end. And this is one I will always ask everyone. So I'm going to ask it to you as well. Uh, and anyone at home if you want to answer. But Last I asked him, right, what would you prefer? So a dog-sized elephant. So an elephant that's quite small. Yeah. You know, fitter in your home. Or an elephant-sized dog. A massive dog. Imagine Clifford the Big Red Dog. <laughs> that's what we've got. He's quite what cute, though. What would you prefer? He is quite cute. But uh, the, for me, there's only one, uh, there's one answer. Yeah, I mean, it has to be a dog-sized elephant. Yeah, you want a little elephant running around. Like, that's yeah, so that'd adorable. be cute. A massive bloody dog. I'd be terrified of the thing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Alonso answered with, with a little dog-sized elephant. And I reckon, you know, still to this day, you know, when he's in the shower, uh, that's probably weird. He's probably not thinking of me in the shower. <laughs> <laughs> Breaking news, Alonso yeah. thinks of Hayden Gullis in the shower. When he's, you know, he's just out and about, he's just daydreaming for a bit. He, in his head, he's like, would I still prefer a little dog-sized elephant mm. or would I like an, an elephant-sized dog? I feel like he's just... No, that, that, there's some of the things he goes through on his day-to-day basis. Um, but yeah, that's that's why I asked him. And to be fair, hats off to Alonso. He he had a really good answer. I can't remember it to this day, but everyone sort of like was laughing at the question yeah. and sort of... Uh, it could even go that's one way. Thing. Just like, why have you asked this stupid question? Everyone's just like, what? Or yeah. But everyone took it really well and they were all sort of like laughing and quite happy about it. That's, and, um, that's good. Yeah, he was actually, actually really good... When they actually decide to play ball and be fun, it's good. But yeah, yeah, if, you yeah, try exactly. to, if you try and like elicit some banter and then they just fully yeah. like, wall, no, I'm not having that. You're just like, oh, this is really awkward now. Great. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so at least yeah, it went well. And now anytime he's asked now, what was the best ever question? He's going to be like, well, there was this guy called Hayden Gunner. Exactly. And he asked me. <laughs> <laughs> he's going to walk up to the paddock at some point this year with a little elephant on the lead, right? And I'm going to be like, I started that. Okay. Oh I God, started that. <laughs> Um, what was the? There was another story as well, wasn't there? There, there was. So uh, was another, one. another team that we were working with. Uh, another activation. This was for the uh, Alpha Romeo esports team, um, and this was the second season. I think we did it with them. We announced Sally, Danny Bresde joined us from uh, Mercedes that year, and Baldwin. And they were all being announced at Silverstone in the Alpha Romeo like motorhome. So we did a big activation piece. Arif was one of the like the team principal at the time, like content yes, creator on board with that. So yep. he did a video where he was playing F1 with Kimi Raikkonen. We also had Giovinazzi mm-hmm. there and we were asking questions from people that had asked us on Twitter, on the uh, Sauber Esports Twitter page. Um, so we had all this equipment, so much like monitors, a couple of PlayStations, camera gear, everything, all across all these tables that we were allowed to use uh, and basically use it for that. Uh, and... At the end of the day, because I was in charge of that whole shoot, I grabbed all the equipment and I was putting it on all the bags. I was getting it off all the table and everything like that. Uh, and then get home and I find, well, I've got them now, this this pair of sunglasses, right? I find the, this pair of sunglasses. I was like, oh, okay, these are quite cool. cool. I guess they were probably like a team members, like, because they're Carrera, so they're sponsored by the team. Um, so I was like, they're probably just like a team members that unfortunately they'd left there. Uh, fair enough, that's cool. Couple of weeks later, we're going through the, the shoot and all, all the videos and all the pictures that we've got, and like I spot these glasses hanging from Antonio Giovinazzi's uh, shirt, oh, and it was at that point I realised I've accidentally stolen the Giovinazzi <laughs> sunglasses, uh, uh, and then everything shut yeah. off, so I haven't had a chance to return these. So, Gio, I know you're an, an, an avid watcher. Um, he is. So I've seen him in the comment section all the time. Exactly. So, so let me know, mate, and I will return these to you if you want them. Um, <laughs> 
But I won't lie to you, I wear these all the time. So. Yeah, yeah. T- total accident that was, really. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. We believe exactly. that. We believe that. <laughs> Definitely I just not, grabbed yeah. them off his chest and I put them in my bag. <laughs> <and> <laughs> <I just laughs> them off. Mine now. <laughs> <laughs> I think he gets them uh, pretty much for free, mate. So I think he'll be happy yeah, with you I keeping think, that I pair. Yeah, I think he might be fine. But, I think you know, he'll if be alright with it. I'm, I'm glad to meet up with him. <laughs> back. Yeah, I'm I've sure. I'm the sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Cracking stories there, mate. I'm sure lots to come in the future. But speaking of which, what are your plans for the future? Do you see yourself staying with Veloce in the long run? Or do you think you might branch out and do stuff by yourself? Or maybe branch out into something completely different? What do you reckon at this point? Or do you really kind of have no idea? You're kind of seeing how it goes. <laughs> Uh, I'd say definitely sort of seeing how it goes. Uh, we, we are in a transitional period in Veloce. Like we've gone from heavily esports based. Uh, not yeah. the GP last year was did so well for us, but we can't really replicate that anymore because I feel like that sort of had its time. You know, they tried virtual yeah. GP again. I don't think it was as successful as it was last year. I don't think people were as into it. We obviously didn't do our own one um, because of reasons that I can't actually talk about. I'm not allowed to, unfortunately. Um, okay. But we didn't. We didn't do. We didn't do it, not the GP, uh, this this season, um, right. which is a shame because I actually really I really enjoyed that and it was a good sort of thing for me to actually be a presenter on such a big stage. Like I was yeah. on the F1 YouTube channel live to so many people. Yeah, um, absolutely nerve wracking. Oh my god, my heart was beating from my chest imagine. at the start. Uh, and imagine. I had these big because we don't have an auto cue, so there's nothing that I could read off. I had piece of paper that I had to <laughs> memorize. And it was about four sheets god. of paper, so. I think about halfway through, it gets to a point where I'm just learning lines. And I managed to absolutely smash it. Like, I was on a roll, and it got to the last line. I had the, There was a guy in my ear. And this, this is the first time I've ever had someone in my ear talking. That is the most difficult things. thing in the world. Uh, and it was just like, it was just like right, and it was five seconds until Arif comes in. As I was on this last bit, and it's just like... Uh, 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 yeah, and I sort of stuttered over my words. And it was like, I was like, oh, man, I'd smashed it up until that point. Um... <laughs> So yes, we've been all esports for so long, and yeah. now we we still want to be esports. We want to, you know, we have our esports teams. We work with McLaren. We work with with uh, with uh, Alpha as well. Um, we work with Yas Heat, and we also work with um, Mercedes in the terms of uh, we 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 manage their drivers. Um, so we still want to we, we still want to do that, uh, mm-hmm. but we also want to in the content world we want to go out and to do more in real life things because. You know, it's, it's cooler, you know, to go out into the in real life and, and do stuff and show people like what awesome stuff you can do in, a, in an F1 world. Uh, so that's sort of our future plans at the moment. I'm not going to go too much into it. So you're just going to have to wait and see. But we've, okay. we've already filmed one of our sort of first videos uh, that's sort of starting a new line of, of stuff. And I think that's going to go out next week. Um, Ooh, so I don't okay. know what, when this when this is going out. This will be going out next Tuesday, so it'll probably be going okay, out so around the be, same kind of time. Might be a couple of days after this goes out, okay. or maybe the week after. So it's around that sort of period. But nice. we had a lot of fun. I hope a lot of people enjoy it because when we filmed it, we had a lot of fun, and our two producers, Matt and Callum, were absolutely loving it as well. Um, so yeah, I hope people awesome. enjoy it. Uh, if it makes you w- want to watch, if you don't like me, I, I I will be in pain at some point in that video. So there's a reason Perfect. to go and watch it. I'm definitely um, going to tune in then. 100%. Exactly. <laughs> but that's Very basically, much. That's Sorry, basically Karen. where the f- future is going. No, nice. No worries. Um, awesome. Awesome, mate. So I look forward to with that. With me, Tomo, and Aldas, and that's sort of what we wanted to build. 
uh, as well as our other content creators we've got a lot of content creators and we, we do stuff in in terms of esports and we've got kira yeah. on board and we want to work closely with her as well because we mm -hmm. think she's she's really good at what she does and obviously backseat driver is is one yeah. of those things that um a lot of people enjoy basically f1 goggle box but um, yeah you know people enjoy it you know people want to see what other reactions people have because everyone's different uh, mm -hmm. Kira's very fangirly. She's very cryy over big things that happen. Arav gets so into it. He's so energetic and passionate. Uh, yeah. I think me and Tomo are quite like, we're into it, but we're quite laid back and we like to chill. talk about it and sort of yeah. chill. Uh, and it's just cool when you ever you get these different fans on and it's just like how mm -hmm. everyone else is different when they watch uh, an F1 video. Um, but in terms of me, I, I want to stay with Veloce, of course. I'm really passionate and I, I really want to grow this team as much as possible and it's going to be awesome and i think we're going to do some really cool stuff but if there is any stuff that sort of goes on uh personally that approaches me that people want me to do i'm always sort of up for it but it has to be for me uh can't clash with the stuff that veloce is right. so for example I, i'll reference over to matt obviously he does wtf1 but mm -hmm. he also does f1 broadcast and stuff like that like there's no clash between the two so gotcha. I'm not going to say that, you know, F1's going to come knocking on the door, but if they any know. sort of presenter roles that can allow me to... <laughs> never know. They're just literally outside right now. <laughs> <laughs> they were just, just getting ready to... Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> they like, well, okay, we'll be able to come back next year then. Um, but if any, anything sort of uh, came to me of like a presenter role that I could do on the side, I would so totally be up for it uh, because that's what I want to do. That's what I enjoy doing. Yeah, uh, I think, mate. I'd love to see you in whatever, but we're kind of... We're kind of head to head now, mate. Oh, I want them too. We are. So okay. Put them up. Bring it on. We'll have, a, up, we'll have a proper <laughs> F1. We need like an F1 YouTubers like starts diss tracks and then we go to boxing. <laughs> We're a little bit behind, like side menace stuff like that. We just start doing diss tracks and then and then boxing matches. <laughs> <laughs> that would be horrendously cringe. Yes. Um, <laughs> but also amazing. Maybe we could start this. I'll do a little diss track towards you. We'll get this sorted out after we stop recording. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll, get this. <laughs> yeah we'll, we'll, we'll cut this part out. We'll, we'll, okay, we'll yeah. end this podcast this never where, happens. Where, we, where, we, where we get really angry with each other. <laughs> oh, I hate you, Hayden. I hate you. Yeah. And then we're like, oh my God, what went on? And then the diss track start. <laughs> <laughs> oh, terrible, terrible. Yeah, we're not, well, let's not do that. Let's, uh, let's definitely bin that idea off. But um, yeah, as you were saying, you've got so much already happening and so much possibilities in the future with the stuff that you're doing so i wish you luck with whatever you. you get involved doing mate because i'm sure i'm sure you'll smash it i'm sure you'll smash it Thank you very but much. um <laughs> that's about it for my questioning today anyway okay. but the fans aren't quite done there so would you be up for answering some of their questions as well perfect sounds good to lovely. me lovely Lovely. So thank you to everyone who submitted a question to Hayden. As I said at the start, we had so many submissions, like more than I've ever <laughs> had before. So it was fantastic. People really getting behind it. And clearly you're doing something right if people are wanting to ask you loads of questions. But <laughs> yeah, be, sure, yeah, <laughs> be sure to, um, if, you're, if you're listening, be sure to follow me on Instagram and Twitter if you want to get involved with asking any future creators or people that I have on the podcast. Links to both are in the description down below. But let's get on with the first question. Got... A few coming at you today. You've got a decent number because okay. some of them are so good I just had to include them. Okay, now, okay. the first one is from at F1Wow on Instagram. They ask, what motivates you to keep creating content in times where things might be tough? Oh, that's a really good question. Um, for me, personally, I went through quite a bad period last year because I was living in the office and I was, I was alone during the first lockdown um, for a good that's four heavy. months. Um Jeez. 
but what got me through mainly was I was doing Twitch streams pretty much every single day and like having a Twitch chat, like people, even though it's just words on a screen, it's people to talk to, it's people to interact mm-hmm. with. Um, and that's the main reason now, while I'm out of that, I'm in a really good headspace um, that I want to give back to those people. You know, there were so many people in that group, in that chat, because we were at a point where not the GP was kicking off. So, you know, there was people probably who don't watch now, but might tune into like one of our videos every now and again or something like that. So right. that's for me why I, I carry on making this content because like you got me through a bad stage. So whatever's going on in your life, even if it's like 20 minutes that we give you 20 minutes of happiness or yeah. just chilling out or getting away from anything else that's going on in your life. Uh, that's for me why I sort of do this now. It's just like, yeah. you know, let's make this go. To, it's always what I wanted to do. I've always just wanted to entertain people, but now it's sort of giving it more of a reason, I suppose. Yeah, yeah, no, that's nice. I agree with you there, certainly with the streaming. I've found that before where if I'm having a bit of a down day, I feel like if you jump on stream as well, you kind of force yourself to be that happy, like, yeah. vibrant person. So it kind of put for, like forces you into that positive headspace anyway, mm-hmm. and you just end up like, enjoying yourself and having fun, and it kind of yeah. lets you switch yeah. off from that background noise that's going on in your head. So, yeah, yeah I agree with that, but it's a, a nice sentiment there, Hayden, a very <laughs> nice sentiment. Now, I've got two kind of quick fire questions okay. from two people. So at the 27th STD, an interesting username <laughs> on Instagram asks, does size matter? Does size matter? Um, no. <laughs> no. No. Okay. No. We're not talking about anything specific there. <laughs> no. Um, I don't know if that alludes to anything for you, Hayden. Um, I'm a tall next boy <laughs> and Aldous is quite short. So, you know, and Aldous <laughs> is great at what he does. So that's what we're alluded to. But. Yeah, of course. Of course. Tall and yeah, short yeah, yeah. boys. <laughs> <laughs> and then another quick one at Bo Hornby on Instagram asks, "What's nine plus ten? What's nine plus ten? Nineteen? Yeah. Mate, what? No, it's not. <laughs> it's twenty-one. That... What are you no. about? It's oh, 21. okay. Yeah, what was that? Mate? You, you, you flopped that one, bro. What has happened there? <laughs> no, don't give me that. All right. I told I you. Earlier. You said you were good at maths. Yeah, I told you. you, you I'm good, good at maths. All right. I'm sorry. Okay. I was. I'm, this whole podcast has been a lie. <laughs> <laughs> right. Okay. Two kind of actual questions to finish it off. At Maya Dermia underscore two thousand and five on Instagram asks. What was the first F1 race that he remembers? Oh, I, I can't pick one from when I used to pop into the room because I don't remember yeah. it. I don't remember any of those ones. I've got to say probably 2007 Brazil when Hamilton uh, lost the championship. Probably the first mm. one I remember uh, vividly. But the one I definitely remember definitely sticks with me is obviously 2008 Brazil. Because like, I, didn't, I didn't really watch F1 like proper races during that point. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think I probably popped in 2007 was sort of maybe on off but 2008 I definitely remember watching that whole thing and like right. being glued to especially that end like, I mean that's yeah. like historic I mean I think it's one of those lines one of those lines of commentary that just you listen to it and it will give you goosebumps, goosebumps. like no matter who yeah. you support it will give you goosebumps oh, so yeah. that's, no, 100%. That's I, I'm kind of I was kind of the same at the I was a child at that point as well, just kind of running, <laughs> running in and see what was going child. on. Yeah, I remember. That's the first thing I remember is 2008 Brazil. Yeah. Madness. Crazy line. But yeah, what, as you say, watching that back, it still gives me, still yeah, gives me goose, yeah, yeah, goosebumps yeah. of like, wow, this is incredible. And goosebumps of, I feel so bad for poor Felipe. Uh, <laughs> yes, yes. Poor lad. <laughs> poor guy. We'll never get over that. Right. At Ricky underscore red on Instagram asks, what was the biggest moment of the backseat driver series so far? And then he goes on to say, this series is such a banger. 
Uh, biggest moment of the series so far? I mean, it all depends on the the race, doesn't it? Um, I think the biggest That's moment bit, really yeah. is Gasly winning. Uh, I don't think it gets any better than that. Or even yeah. Perez. Or even the ones that sort of stand up for me is obviously Gasly winning. Um, we were all quite chilled because it was me and my housemates at, at, at last series. Um, so we were quite chilled with the Gasly winning. Sort of like, yeah, we were, we're like this is an awesome moment to be a part of. Yeah. Um, then the turkey one, when Vettel gets on the podium, uh, Kate, one of my, my, my roommates, um, she uh, is a bit of a Vettel fan. My girlfriend is a massive Vettel fan. And those two were just like proper cheering on the sofa like when he gets past uh, Leclerc at the end there. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, of course, Perez as well when the, the, the George Russell situation. I think that was sort of definitely a highlight. But I think the highlights really, there's only one um, and that's when Kira cries. It's just the best bit of content. Like she cries over so much, and it's just like I love it. I love it. And, and this series, the best moment so far is when Tomo goes cut to Kira crying, and she's literally <laughs> flooding with tears, <laughs> and a little punch on the table where it's just like you just need a little hit mark on this. Little... <laughs> she's like the crying Toto Wolf. Like, yes. Yes. No, <laughs> amazing. Incredible. I love that. Look, it's so predictable. Tomo can even go. Yeah, I know. That's amazing. (laughs) Absolutely incredible. And then the final question to finish it off is the same question sent in from three people. And I'm not sure if you can maybe guess what it's going to be. At S underscore Stuart on Instagram asks, when are Veloce going to announce the boys? And Carl (laughs) underscore Conley 59 says, I already know what Veloce needs to announce the boys question will be. And Sam in T23 asks, um... Ask him, ask him why Veloce isn't announcing the boys. So can you tell us why aren't Veloce announcing why the boys? Why aren't Veloce announcing the boys? Um, <laughs> <laughs> you knew it was coming, come on. I did, to be fair, yeah, I did know that was coming. Jeez, I love it. Um, it's so funny just because it just, it, for me, it came out of nowhere. And like, I don't watch F1 YouTube anymore because when you work, I don't apart know whether you Moto do. Mirka, apart from Moto Mirka, I'm, I'm a regular viewer, yeah. Thanks, bro. Um, I don't know whether it's the same for you, but because you work in that space and you make those, you then don't want to spend your free time as much watching as much as maybe you used to. Like you'll you'll, yeah. you'll dip into different bits here and there, yeah, but you definitely. won't like be a avid viewers when maybe you first started. Mm-hmm. Um, so for when that came, I'm like, oh my god, okay, who are all these different people? But it's great who because like, I've got to know I've got to know all these different people and all these different names because like I wouldn't have known them before. Yeah. Uh, but when are we announcing the boys? That is a difficult question. Unfortunately, what? it's not in my hands because I'm not. <laughs> I am not the boss of Veloce. As much as people what? sometimes think on hey, Twitter, come just on. like you are, just like boss. when did you found Veloce? I'm just like I did not. Okay, <laughs> I just uh, <laughs> I got a job here, and I'm very happy. <laughs> um, Amazing. But yeah, I mean, uh, there's the good thing about this this space is that there's certainly stuff to people to work together. And backseat drive is great. Uh, way that we can do that is Mm -hmm. that we can get like we had ccf1 who aren't part of the veloce family but uh we've got them on for a a video so if you find someone that you watch f1 with one of the announcer boys you get you guys together honestly you get all of you guys together watching an f1 race when we can right and then we'll we'll, we'll let you know which we'll we'll get you on for backseat driver potentially nice 100 percent. yeah i know um there's four of us british guys in the boys so yeah. <laughs> we could definitely yeah do something. We'll try and hang out. Obviously, once COVID's gone, obviously annoying. I can't be doing it over Zoom. Yeah, and that. it's got to be in person. But yeah, 
Yeah, but just we'll tape, tape up Aiden because he's he's too he's too hyper. He needs to just, yes. just tie him up, tie him down. Otherwise, he's going to be it's all fine. over the place. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, genuinely, he might be. So guys, we're back! Just like screaming down yeah, the camera. Literally, like, calm down, Aiden. <laughs> <laughs> we'll literally be. Well, m- maybe one day, one day, mate, or at least one day, I'll get to come to the Veloce HQ and beat you at table tennis. How about that? Yeah, I mean, that that's not really a a, a hard feat, but. <laughs> If you're going to beat me at table tennis, then 1v1 hot lap on the sim. So Oh, perfect. Oh, I'm so <laughs> down for this, mate. 100%. I haven't done iRacing in quite a number of months, but I've got one of my mates races for Yaz Heat on the iRacing team. So I'll get him to teach okay. me and then I'll come down. Perfect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Perfect. Yeah. Sorted. <laughs> well, that's fantastic, mate. Well, that's kind of all for today's episode of the Chatterbox podcast. Thank you very much for chatting with me, Hayden. It's been great. What I was thinking, what link... Do you want me to leave in the description? Because obviously you do stuff on the, the Veloce channel. Yeah. So do you want me to leave your Twitter? Uh, yeah, just just leave my Twitter. Spot. All right. Well, yeah, if you want yeah. to follow Hayden on Twitter, I will leave the uh, the link in the description. Make sure you go and make sure you go and do that. And they're very interesting bloke, as you've been able to tell from today's <laughs> chat. So um, also, of course, make sure you subscribe to the Moto Meerkat channel so you don't miss any of my future episodes. Got loads of interesting people to come on the podcast. So again. Make sure you subscribe or follow us on the podcast platform that you currently listen on, whatever's easiest for you. Drop a like on the episode if you did enjoy, and I will see all of you meerkats later. Goodbye, guys. Bye. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>